What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Bill Resetti back with you guys from Panthers Wire and Bengals Wire. Wednesday, January 23rd, we are rolling through this week. Uh, shout out to everybody down in Mobile trying to find something to do, I guess, because as it turned out, uh, Wednesday's practices were will be moved indoors to the uh, indoor facility at the University of South Alabama. Uh, and unfortunately, media was not able to cover. I mean, there's you're going to see like some pictures, like maybe photographers and that, but um, a lot of media, unfortunately, will not be able to see the practice, and the practice will not be aired live. So if you were looking forward to watching the practices today, uh, they will not be on TV. There will be a recap show on the NFL Network at 6 o'clock. Uh, but kind of on that subject, with the Senior Bowl, uh, one of the things I want to talk about today is actually the uh, mock draft. <coughs> excuse me, the mock draft that I did that just went live this earlier today over at Panthers Wire. Uh, I did a seven-round mock draft for the Panthers, uh, second one that I've done this off-season. But the trick was there was a bit of a catch to this one in that I could only use or I could only select players that are participating in the Senior Bowl. So it made things uh, pretty interesting, to say the least. It, it was pretty fun to go through the mock draft, of course, went on Fanspeak and used their simulator. Uh, great service. Um, but they're going to get some competition, though, soon. Our buddies over at the Draft Network uh, have a little something planned in terms of uh, big boards and mock drafts, things like that. So... Uh, if you follow those guys, which you should be already, but if you don't, go check them out and get ready for something uh, quite fun in when it comes to following the draft coverage. But uh, for, you know, for now, I, I use the FanSpeak simulator, and again, the trick was I could only select players that were that are participating in the Senior Bowl this week. Uh, so the first pick. Thought about two players. Uh, thought about Jalon Ferguson, the edge defender out of Louisiana Tech. But I decided to go with Nasir Adderley, the safety out of Delaware. And we've um, we talked a little bit about Adderley before. Uh, there's no question now that he's really kind of rising up the charts. A lot of people are very high on him, and you know, at, at this point, I don't think there's really a question that safety is. Uh, a pretty strong need. Edge defender is going to be as well, uh, especially if, <coughs> excuse me, especially if the Panthers do make a switch to the 3-4 defense. But uh, I think you still want to look safety as well because, you know, Mike Adams obviously isn't going to be there forever. We don't know the status yet of Eric Reed, who is going to be free agent. So, you know, right now the only surefire bet is Rashawn Golden. So you're going to want to try to find somebody opposite of him, and I think Adderley would fit that mold quite well. I think he could be your rangy safety, whereas uh, Galden can kind of be closer to the box or maybe cover the slot a little more, things like that. So uh, Adderley, I think, would be, would definitely be fun, but um, Ferguson is, is definitely up there as well. Uh, he, he had a very good day from... Some of the things I saw, and 
some of the opinions I trust. Sounds like he had a good first day at the se- at the Senior Bowl, so it'll be interesting to see how he does the rest of the week. Um, and it sounds like some of the edge guys are starting to get pushed up to the pushed up the board. Uh, I just saw a tweet from Matt Miller where he said he was hearing some scouts talk, and it's sounding like Montez Sweat, the defensive end out of Mississippi State, is starting to get some top ten talk. <coughs> uh, he was, you know, maybe middle to late first round. Uh, not too long ago, but it sounds like because he had a, a dominant first day. We we saw the clip, that one clip he had during one on ones. But it's from what Matt Miller is hearing, it's sounding like Sweat is really moving up the board. So if he's one, if he was one of the options for the Panthers, you know, and obviously it's it's early. It's only January. You know, thing, things can change, but. Uh, the question now is, will Sweat be there at 16? But if not, someone like Jalen Ferguson definitely could be. But uh, for this particular mock, I did go with Nasir Adderley. Then I doubled up on offensive line with the next two picks. I took Dalton Reisner, the kid out of Kansas State. Again, we, we talked about him. I talked about him yesterday. Uh, he was there in the second round. I went with him, and I went with... Michael Dieter then in the third round, another guy that I mentioned his measurables from the weigh-in. So now all of a sudden you got two brand new pieces on that offensive line because I, you know, there's no question that's another unit I think that definitely has to really be remolded in, in, or during this off season. So you get guys like Reisner and Dieter. You know, all of a sudden now, I, I think you've got yourself a, a pretty solid offensive line all over again. Uh, then I stayed with offense. And you'll notice I ended up going a lot of offense with this mock draft. Uh, as the next pick then was in round, also in round three because, remember, the Panthers are projected to get a third-round compensatory pick in this draft for uh, Andrew Norwell. So with that compensatory pick, I decided to go with uh, a guy that I mocked to them in my last seven-round mock, and that was Debo Samuel, who, again, by some accounts, had a had a pretty good day one in Mobile. So, you know, I I just feel like getting these weapons, you know, North Turner, someone I think that can really utilize all these guys and uh, help out whether it's Cam Newton coming back from injury or whoever the case may be uh, in terms of the quarterback. But you add him to the mix of uh, DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel and a couple of these guys. <coughs> you very well, you know, I'd, I'd be intrigued by that offense to say the least. I, th- I think it'd definitely be fun to watch and uh, interesting to watch other defenses try to stop it. Uh, then I went back to defense in round four, and I took uh, one of the kids that's really been skyrocketing up draft boards, it seems like, over the last couple of weeks, and that's Daylon Mack, the defensive lineman out of Texas A&M. This was a kid, of course, that really shined 
some pun intended because it rhymes a little bit, uh, but really shined at the Shrine game and Shrine game practices last week, earning the call-up to the Senior Bowl, and he has not stopped. He had a dominant first day. Uh, I talked about how if the Panthers do move to a 3-4 defense, this kid could be your anchor for years. Yes, you still have Dontari Poe, uh, but maybe even with Poe you can move someone like Mac to the outside because this kid just gets after it. Uh, but he is about 320 pounds, <coughs> 325 pounds. So, you know, you know, not the 350-pounder that you usually see with a 3-4 nose, but uh, still an aggressive guy, uh, someone that's going to take command in the middle of that defense. You know, again, maybe someone you put outside if you still have Dontari Poe. So, um, Mac is a guy that's really been been impressing. Very well could end up going day two. You know, the, again, this this was a round four pick, but it's still, you know, and so day three, but it's very early day three, number one, one fifteen overall. Uh, and keep in mind, this is without trades. Then we went to round five, and this is where I got a little interesting, I guess we could say, and that was Tyree Jackson, the quarterback out of Buffalo. Uh, Jackson just seems like such such an intriguing prospect in terms of, you know, he has <coughs> – sorry. He has a lot of the tools, uh, you know, Probably needs to develop a little bit, but um, again, it sounded like he had a good first day, and his measurements definitely helped him. I mean, he's actually bigger than Cam Newton, and I wrote about that in the article. Cam Newton is listed uh, 6'5", 245. Jackson weighed in. Jackson came in at 6'7", 249, and uh, actually had 10-inch hands, which is very good for a quarterback. Um Usually the threshold, as it were, for hands with a quarterback is about nine, maybe nine and a quarter inches. Uh, so 10-inch hands is very good for Tyree Jackson. You know, maybe you bring in someone like Jackson and you can kind of do s similar things that you had with uh, with Cam Newton. You know, let Tyree run it a little bit. He's got he's got the big body, so he, he can absorb some hits early. If this does come to fruition, I'd be very intrigued to watch Jackson battle with Kyle Allen if Cam Newton uh, can't go. Uh, but you know, and even down the line, you know, depending on how long Jackson would be here, if he ends up being the quote unquote future of the Panthers after Cam Newton comes, but or after Cam Newton leaves, rather, but. Um, with the situation right now, with the questionable status of Cam Newton, you know, maybe Tyree, maybe Tyree Jackson isn't the worst option in the world, especially for a fifth round pick. And for the set or for the sixth round pick, since, uh, the Panthers didn't have a seventh round pick in this mock draft. So the sixth round, number 189 overall is the last pick of the draft. I went with Donald Parham, the tight end out of Stetson. I, don't know, I, I just really like the kid. I know tight end's not a huge need, um, though they could use 
someone behind Ian Thomas. You know, Chris Manhart's probably won't be back. And uh, there's some questions about Greg Olson, of course, with the injury. But, I mean, Parham is just seeming – it's starting to become like I, – I don't even know how to, how to describe it. I mean, the, the kid, for a lot of people, almost came out of nowhere. I mean – you know, it's not like Stetson's a big school. It is Division One, but you know, it's it's not like people really always look to Stetson as uh, as a big football place. But uh, talk about big! I mean, this kid is big. He is he measured six eight and three eighths inches. Again, let me, let me repeat that: six foot eight and three eighths inches. And 243 pounds. That is ridiculous size for Donald Parham. Now, um, it was it was pretty funny. I saw a uh, I saw a tweet from Chris Burke of the Athletic talk about some of the tight ends, and he said Donald Parham is a tree, which I found interesting. He said that's wasn't necessarily a knock, though, on Parham. He just said he's very tall and lanky. But, um, you know, def- definitely was pretty productive for for Stetson. Uh, looking at his numbers, he had 85 catches for 1,319 yards this season, or this past season, and 13 touchdowns. In fact, he had... At least one touchdown in every game except Stetson's season opener against Point, but he still had five catches for 74 yards. In fact, five catches, 74 yards that first game. That was his worst outing of his senior season. When five for 74 is your worst outing of the season, that's pretty good. Uh, Like I said, at least five catches in every game. Um... He had five catches the next week against Waldorf, but he only took them for 165 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, in fact, he also had, in fact, every other game after that, the next eight games, he didn't have any fewer than eight catches. He wound up with uh, actually four games of at least 11 catches. He had, I'm counting real quick, seven games. Yeah, seven games out of... Oh, looks like they only have nine games on here, but still. Seven games out of nine where uh, Parham had at least 100 yards receiving, including his final game against Valparaiso where he had 257 yards and three touchdowns on 12 catches, saving his best performance for last. I mean, just ridiculous... Ridiculous numbers, you know. What can you say? And and looking at his career numbers, um, you know, he did play uh, 11 games in 2016, 37 catches, 455 yards, six touchdowns, and then played in 10 games in 2017, 58 catches, 817, and a touchdown. I mean, so there's no doubt, at least especially in his senior season. He had uh, he was absolutely productive, and this was with uh, dealing with a concussion during the season. So that's why he didn't play 
uh, every game this season. He he did have a little bit of a concussion, but still, I mean, uh, just ridiculous numbers. In fact, uh, he, he actually led Division One. that's both FBS and FCS, so he did better than even all the FBS tight ends in terms of receptions per game with 9.4 and receiving yards per game, 146.6. So, I mean, there's no doubt. And there, there were a couple tight ends I considered, actually, because I also thought about Foster Moreau, who looked pretty good on day one. Um, I saw someone on Twitter compare him to Will Disley because Moreau was kind of seen as a blocking tight end. But someone mentioned that he looked pretty good pat, uh, ca- catching passes yesterday, and we saw with Will Disley, he was seen as a pass or as a blocking tight end. Was drafted in the fourth round by the Seahawks, and had that really hot start, uh, catching what a couple touchdowns I think in those first couple game or first couple games. He cooled off a little bit, but he showed a little bit that he was more than just a blocking tight end. Um, Foster Moreau was trying to be kind of that same guy. So I think either way, you know, if, if those are, if those are two guys you're considering, you, you really can't go wrong with either, but, uh, I'm just intrigued by the six foot eight frame. Um, you know, I don't know if he can add any more weight to it, but, um, this just seems like a guy that all you have to do is just throw the ball anywhere in his direction and he'll catch it. So I, He's going to be, no matter where he lands, he's going to be someone that I'm going to be uh, extremely intrigued with uh, to watch him play uh, and how he's utilized in whatever offense he goes to. Uh, but that's that's the mock draft for now. Again, the you know it was a fun exercise doing a mock draft where it was nothing but senior bowl player so obviously the pool is very limited you only and i tried to stick to players that are actually playing in the game so like when i was in the first round and i thought about a guy like yadni kahusti i think i'm saying that right uh the offensive tackle out of west virginia i went and double checked because i didn't hadn't really heard anything about him turns out he's not in mobile he was actually off the roster so i didn't go with him uh if he was playing though he was probably the guy i would have taken in round one, but I think it worked out okay because I still took two interior guys because at least on the right side, you're fine with Taylor Moten. Um, you know, you're probably going to have to figure something out at the left tackle, you know, unless they stick with Matt Khalil, I don't know, but uh, interior definitely needs uh, a bit of a facelift. And I think with this mock, you got that with Reisner and uh, Michael Dieter. Uh, very intrigued, like I said, with Nasir Adderley. But again, I also considered uh, Jalon Ferguson. Uh, so there's definitely a lot of ways that this, and obviously free agency is going to dictate a lot of this too. You know, we're we're talking about all these needs with with the draft, but you know, we also have to keep in mind that free agency comes first, and what they do in free agency is obviously going to dictate where they could go in the draft, but. Uh, you know, this is why mock drafts in January are fun. It gives us a look at what the perceived team needs are in whatever direction, uh, you know, for all these teams. And I think, you know, it's pretty safe to say now with the Panthers that safety has to be looked at. Offensive line has to be looked at. Defensive line has to be looked at. 
Um, and I think if you do go to the three four, I think you know it may, it may not be a pressing need, but maybe later in the draft or maybe a cheap free agent deal. I think linebacker is probably a position you have to look at. I even considered a, a couple linebackers, but uh, ended up not pulling the trigger. I, I looked at someone like Drew Tranquil late in the draft. Um, but, you know, I, by some accounts, he's not the, the fastest guy or he's not very, um, you know, the mental processing might not be there. Uh, but I did kind of think about how he wouldn't have, you know, if he were have to play, he wouldn't have as much pressure on him because of, uh, say, you know, having Luke Keekley there with him to really move all about the field and himself. But I, I definitely think linebacker certainly is going to be uh, a position you might have to at least consider if you're going to the 3-4 because obviously um, you need one more linebacker on the field or at least, you know, whether unless you just go with an edge rusher or one of your defensive ends, just move them out to outside linebacker. So, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of different ways they can go, but, uh, like, like I said, I thought this was a fun, a fun little exercise. Uh, I might consider whipping up a first round mock with, uh, with just senior bowl players and trying with that. It would cert it would certainly make the top of the draft fun because it would, it would make you think with the Arizona Cardinals because, um, the foregone conclu- conclusion right now is that Nick Bosa is going to be the pick at number one, but obviously Nick Bosa is not at the senior bowl because he was not a senior. Uh, or even if you wanted to mock Quinn and Williams there, can't do that because he's an underclassman. He's not at the senior bowl. So I think that'd be another interesting, another interesting thing. And you know, if, you know, what, what do you guys think? You know, if, if you, if you were to do a mock like this yourself and you're sitting there with the number one pick, you're the Arizona Cardinals, you have the number one pick, but you can only pick players that are at the senior bowl. Who would you take? If you know, and you're sticking with the, you're not trading the pick. If you're a Cardinals, you're sticking with that number one pick. Who, who do you take? You know, do you take someone like Montez Sweat? Um, Cause you, you can't, can't really take Josh Allen. I, th- I think we're going to exclude Josh Allen because remember he is not playing. He did not go to Mobile, so I think you have to. You know, he did get invited, but then he backed out. So let's take Josh Allen out of the equation because of you know him not playing. But I think I think Montez Sweat certainly would be up there. I'd, I'd have to look at that. I'd be pretty interested to to check that out but you know what do you guys think and uh you know what do you think of my mock draft go to panthers wire the facebook page and uh, comment it on it or of course message me on twitter at bill underscore Setti. and as always follow the podcast on google podcasts and apple podcasts and if you have a smart speaker you can tell it to play podcast whatever podcast you want to play and that'll do it for this edition of the locked on panthers podcast thanks as always for tuning in and until next time Take care, my friends. We'll see you next time right here on LOP.